All right. Um, some of y'all remember this live sent theme. Who remembers this? Okay, now for bonus points, who remembers like there's something special about it? Does anybody remember? Bottom line is this. Sometimes your pastor will, just because he can, um, pull it and will throw it up there for a few weeks to have a series that's going to continue, continue, continue to be part of our lives at Crossroads. Your life as a follower of Jesus is you are to live sent. Okay? That's the way we're supposed to live. And so, as reminders, um, there may be some change of plans because God put something on the heart uh, to, to change the direction of the sermon series or whatever. And that happened this time. Okay? Um, so, last week you heard my sabbatical thoughts, and I felt like that I was going way fast trying to uncover stuff that you couldn't figure out or get or whatever in one sermon series. And I even heard it from a few of you, um, um, one in particular said, hey, why don't you break those down into six weeks? And I'm like, hey, that's a great idea, okay? And so begin to pray about it, and God said, let's do this. And so today is the beginning of a six-week series called Live Sent, which we're going to continue to pull out every now and then, because you need to be reminded, just like I need to remind, be reminded, that you are too, this is a weird paradox because of the way verbiage is used and tenses and stuff. But God is so cool that he can do whatever he wants. Amen? Amen. So we are to live sent, right? That means that where you live, oh, this will be fun. Everybody at one time, tell me your address. One, two, three. That was awesome. No idea what you said, and I could not get to your house if I had to right now. But God knows where you live, right? Amen? Because he puts you there. Amen? That means you are live sent. He sent you where you are living. It is not an accident. It is very purposeful. In this room, this is my favorite thing about Crossroads per se as a people group and as a church body who we are. That in this room gathers weekly people that live an hour away from each other. Now, I think that's cool. I think that's kingdom work. I think that God has given us a huge footprint, a demographic that's unique, and it's a family that literally lives apart from each other and comes together for different reasons, that literally you could have a life group home fellowship at someone's house that lives an hour away from you, and you know what? It's just fine. Just pretend you live in Houston or something, and it's no big deal, right? That's the norm there. But it's a great opportunity we have, and today, so we're going to un pack this this series that God gave me these thoughts that he gave me during the sabbatical and we're going to unpack them for six weeks today we start with the idea that it truly takes effort to rest so I want you to put your ribbon in John 15 verse 5 for later but I want you to turn to Matthew 11 28 through 30 right now Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says this. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to read that again, and I just want you to focus on that. I want you to see Jesus in your, in your eyes, in your mind, in your mind's eye. And I want you, I'm going to ask you a question after this. 
Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. How many of you, just hearing those words, does that bring you comfort right now? I mean, just hearing those words does something in your soul that, that God is, is calling us to be on mission with Him, but part of the mission with Him is abiding and resting. Literally, that's part of the mission. That's part of the call, is to join Him, and part of Him is rest. Part of Him is Sabbath. Part of Him is communing and abiding with Him in such a way that nothing else matters. How many of you have ever had to, when you're reading a book, have had to go back and reread that same thing you just did? Okay. Usually, for me, it's because I, I get distracted in my mind and I start going somewhere else or thinking something else and stuff like that. Y'all, look, that happens all the time with Jesus. I can't imagine what it's like for Him. You know? Because we do that with Him all the time. The good news is He's always ready to take us right back. He's always ready to take us right back when we're daydreaming or thinking about something else in the middle of a prayer. Not that any of you would do that. Right? He's always right there. He says, come unto me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wow. I have a friend, believe it or not, um, thanks Mike, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, by the way, an aside, I just want to encourage somebody real quick, and God, this is going to make him crazy, He's gonna, this is going to make him super crazy, but see, when I first got here, this guy was playing drums a lot, his name's Nick Smith, and to see Nick back up there today, that was so good, and uh, you, thank you, seriously, look, God gives you gifts, you got to use them, man, thank you so much for doing that, so good, so good. Um, encouraged me. But I have another friend, Nick. See? Nick, Nick, whatever. I have another one, and his name's Nick Kirsten, and he lives in Wisconsin. I told you about him a little bit last, last week. He sent me cheese. Wisconsin cheese is better than ours. I'm just going to tell you it is. Okay? It's just truth. Okay? Order yourself some. You'll be happy. Nick sent me some, and we have this friendship that started of all places. We were on a cohort together with one of my friends out in Colorado Springs during COVID, all that, the shutdown, the lockdown thing, and, and we were on a cohort. We'd spend weekly, an hour and a half together, and I got to know this guy in Wisconsin through a Zoom call. Okay? As a matter of fact, I consider him a friend, and I've never seen him face-to-face -face in the flesh. It's always been on a Zoom call. Well, when, when that happened, one of the things that we wanted to do with Passion Tree and to still encourage pastors was... We had a mini-retreat on a Zoom call. Now, most of you are thinking, I hate Zoom calls, and I have to, like, endure them. But we actually had fun. We did a lot of crazy stuff on a Zoom call. We actually had worship on a Zoom call. We had some encouragement and stuff like that. One of the things we did was ask Nick to speak to us about Sabbath rest. And the reason why he is the expert for me on this is because he's a part of a denomination, a Christian denomination, they love Jesus. They're, they're, they're just like us except for one major factor, and it's in their name. They're called the Seventh-day Baptists. There's about 15,000 of them, uh, give or take, around the world. Okay, 
And he's, he's a great uh, pastor in their organization, their denomination. And he spoke to us that day about Sabbath. So I want to read the notes that I took from what he said, okay? So this is, you don't have to write anything down. This is conversational. I want you to just hear this. Keeping the Sabbath. Stress. First word out of his mouth was stress. Not that any of you have stress in your life. But just imagine if you did. A burden you accept to carry, good or bad. That's what stress is. Like you're accepting to carry that burden, good or bad. It's just what it is, and it causes you stress. Well, guess what? You have to have something to do to get rid of that stress. That's why the Lord created Sabbath. Sabbath keeping can help with several things. It can help with relaxation, recreation, relationships, and renewal. It all happens in rest, and it's supposed to be a blessing. Sabbath, again, according to Jesus, was made for man, not the other way around. This was a scary reality for a lot of us, I think, when he said this, because I had to examine my heart. If you don't keep the Sabbath, you may be admitting, no, I didn't say this, don't throw the stone, that you think you are God. Wow. Like you may be saying that you don't need a Sabbath. You've got this covered. Maybe, by the way, I'm not pointing any fingers. Ministry without rhythm is a death march. Stopping is a way to increase your output. That's a great way to think about it. You've got to stop sometime. We are, in fact, human beings, not human doings. Sabbath is at the end of creation, the heaven and earth. The six days, the six days build up to it. It's not an escape to it. Because God knew what He was doing to create us that last day so that our first full day was with Him in rest. Sabbath keeping is a distinction from the other six, day, six days of the week. He said this finally. This is where I'd encourage you to think through this as we process it in Scripture. Defend the 24 hours of Sabbath. Defend your rest. What does that look like? Turn your phone off. No distractions. Don't check your email. Whatever it is during your Sabbath, your time with God, defend it. Jesus said, Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden and burdened, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father God, today as we look at this Scripture, I pray that You'd speak to us and that You'd speak through these words that, that we see that we've got to have rest. We have to have Sabbath in our life. We cannot live without it. And if we do, it's a sin. Because all throughout Scripture, whether it's the Old Testament narrative that, that was all about the Ten Commandments and the law, or the New Testament narrative that Jesus fulfills the law, and Jesus Himself says to come to Him and rest. 
We cannot take this for granted, Lord. Teach us today. We pray this in His holy and precious name. Amen. The first point here is off this Scripture. Jesus says, Come to Me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Listen, true rest. For true rest, we must go to Jesus for rest. You may take a day off. You may take a nap. You may take whatever you do. Go out and get in your hammock and chill. You may do whatever you do. But if you're not going to Jesus, you're not going to have real, true rest. You can't find rest. You can't find peace. You can't find Sabbath by yourself. It has to be with Jesus. It has to be with the Lord. Our definition of rest is different than the world's. Remember, the world says this, that you grind and grind and grind and grind until you collapse. And there are people, you know them probably, that have done that. They've worked so hard and then their body physically cannot keep up with what they're trying to do and it all just stops. They lock down. It stops. If they follow Christ, there's an answer, and it's called Sabbath rest. It's called being with Him. I, I shared last week the story that I got back from a vacation on the sabbatical, and I thought about all this. Anybody got a to-do list at your house? I just want to know who's this is on there. Like, cl- clean out a closet or clean out a shed. Who's, the, who's got that on their to-do list, right? So I had this... And now, you've got to understand, my shed was in a bad shape. And here's why. I have, I have one of the most creative sons on the planet. His name's Nick. Throw him under bus. He's not here, right? But Nick is super creative. And if you've worked with him, you know he's a hard worker. He's a good guy, all that kind of stuff. But he loves to leave his stuff everywhere, right? It's just a passion of his. It's, okay. it's just who he is, right? And my, my shed became this collect-all, right? And so that's what it was. And then I, the, the other side of that is, just to be completely candid, where did he get it from? I don't know if you've met me, okay? But there's this thing. So it's my shed too, and this just, Terry, it was just terrible, right? So I get off this vacation, and, and we're back from uh, visiting in-laws, or my in-laws, Pam's parents, and, and we have this to-do list, and we're going to hit it hard. And I'm, I'm getting up at the crack of dawn, staying out there all day till, till I, my, I'm grinding, Jimmy, you might have been proud of me, man. I was grinding at it, okay? I was going at it. Next day, same thing. Just going at it. I felt like I was doing something, Jeff. I felt like, you know, a little pat on my back. Like I was getting some things done. I was like, man, I I can't believe we're actually, you ready? Throwing away stuff. Right? I mean, we're, I mean, wow. That was Tuesday and Wednesday. On Thursday, I couldn't get out of bed. Like, really? And it was more than just a physical thing. It was physical. It was more than just a mental thing. It was really a spiritual thing. It was really spiritual because of this. Because God said, I need to rest. God literally had put me on a sabbatical and said, you need a season of rest. And what did I do? I started being a human doing. And I started just trying to fill up those hours with being on my feet and moving heavy stuff and doing those things and burning stuff and getting rid of stuff. 
throwing away the trash, doing all the stuff, organizing, vacuuming everything that I could possibly do. Right? And on the third day, all I could do is sit in my chair for hours. I couldn't do it. You know, it's Pam. She was there. She probably thought I was crazy. Lost my mind. But then I heard a word, y'all, and this is, the, this is what I would, I would say to you. Don't let this happen. This is the word that I heard in my spirit from the Lord that day. It was very simple. And it was, I can make you rest. I don't want God to have to make me rest with Him. I want to choose to rest with Him. I want to... You remember Mary and Martha? I want to choose to sit at His feet. I want to commune with my Savior and my Lord. He literally says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest begins and ends with Jesus. So, you say, well, I, this, all I was ever taught is how to work. I don't know how to rest. I was fortunate in that way. My dad taught me to rest. Saturday, Sunday was, was a day that we didn't do anything. We didn't work. We didn't do anything. It really was. I mean, growing up, like to this day, I know that if I ever pull the, pull the thing on my lawnmower on a Sunday, and I, start to, I know that my dad's going to be standing right behind me, like looking at me like, what are you doing? Do I need to go get my belt? You know. Not because it's a rigid law, but I was raised in a place that, like, it's about God. And I'm not saying you can't cut the grass on Sunday. We, that's between you and the Lord. What I'm saying is this. Right here, it's very important to learn from Jesus. We learn from Jesus to rest. That's who we learn this from. We look at his life. Remember, he didn't come to just abolish and throw away the law. He came to fulfill the law, which means this. He is rest. Don't miss that. Take up my yoke and learn from me. Like literally putting on his yoke gives you rest. In Hebrews 4, 9-11, it says, Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. For the person who has entered his rest has rested from his own works, just as God did from him, his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. Listen to me, church. When we don't rest, we are being disobedient. I'll say that over here too. When we don't rest, we are being disobedient. It is that important to be with God. I asked my friend Nick, I said, so, so like, tell me how this works for you. And literally for them, what they do is on Friday at sundown to Saturday on sundown, they shut it down. And I'm just like going, well, how, how do you do it? How, how do you do that? Like there's so many things to do, we just do. What do you do? I might read a book. I might worship with some music. I might pray. I might just be still. How do you do that? Well, the more you start to spend this time and learn from Jesus about rest, the more you want to be with Him. 
We must learn from Jesus how to rest. We must learn humility to rest. Verse 29b, it says, Because I am lowly and humble in heart, you will find rest for your souls. Jesus Himself is humble in heart. That humility comes from Jesus, not from us. It comes from Him. And what we do is we tap into that humility and we humble ourselves. When's the last time you told God, I, I can't do it all. I can't carry all this weight. I can't do all this stuff, Lord. Listen, it's not admitting your failure when you do that. It's admitting His strength. It's admitting His victory. That's the whole point. Every one of us literally need Him. In James 4.10 it says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up. That's how it works. The Lord loves you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to be as awesome as you can. He wants incredible things to happen in your life, but sometimes He allows other things to happen. Sometimes He has to get our attention. Sometimes, for lack of better terms, He has to humble us. I had a professor or a mentor in youth ministry one time look at me and say this very clearly, and it resonated very clearly because my dad was a firm believer in this kind of uh, discipline. And he said, you do not want a whooping from God. Write that down. I write it down. I mean, I didn't want one from Frank. You know, but I can tell you this, Frank was bad enough. I do not want a whooping from God. And that's going to kind of walk into next week's lesson. But it's serious, y'all. This is serious business. And I promise you, when you begin to rest, when you begin to walk in a humble spirit and rest, you will be more productive. It's like, it's like Nick said, when you stop, you increase your output. When you rest, you will have more to give. This morning, you know, you walk into church, what's everybody say? How you doing? Right? What do we normally say? Good, fine, whatever. You know what my answer was this morning? Great. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because yesterday, me and Pam had a conscious conversation and decision to rest yesterday. To like, I cannot tell you the last time I've had a nap on a Saturday. Okay? But literally, it's like, okay, we've got to try to put this into practice. Margin is very important for this, y'all, to create this margin in your life that you can do it. I want you to practice something. I'm going to give you, oh, this is the most practical thing, RJ. You ready for this? Here we go. Okay. I'm going to give you something you can take with you. All of you can do it right now. I'm going to give you this word. I want you to repeat it after me. And then this week, I want you to say it to someone. Okay? You ready? Repeat this after me. No. Okay. That, did, did that feel good a little bit? Let's try that again. No. Okay. See, you don't have to yell it, by the way. I heard somebody yelling like they got like, yeah, no. Okay? You don't have to yell. You can just say no. Uh, you know, and the, and the reason in your mind might be, you know what, this is going to take away from the margin I need to rest in God. And it's okay to say no. Alright? Did y'all hear? It's okay to say no. That means even to each other. 
We still love you. You're still beautiful and all that wonderful stuff. But sometimes we just can't do it, right? Sometimes you can't be a part of everything. It's okay. Then the final part of what Jesus says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We must take his yoke and his burden. I want you to hear Mark 6, Mark 6, 30 and 31. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. Listen, as a minister, as a pastor, this is how it works. You get busy doing stuff. You wake up on a Monday and you, you ready? Go to the office. It, it, it may not look like what you thought it was going to look like in 30 minutes. Like it can radically change to where you're running, getting in a car, running somewhere, doing something, praying with somebody, da 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 You just don't know. And what happens here, for many people were coming and going, they did not even have time to eat. The disciples were running around doing ministry. They were trying to follow up, keep up with Jesus. They were trying to keep up with all the needs. You know, the, you know I mean, they were busy, y'all. When's the last time we were healing sick, throwing out demons, all that kind of stuff, right? We, we might need to start doing some of that, by the way, okay? And here's the thing. So, so they're running, doing all the ministry, all the stuff, everything like that, and Jesus, he basically calls a timeout. It's time to disappear, y'all. So it's not only okay to say no, it's okay to disappear. <laughs> okay? I want you to hear me say this. You can literally use the on-off button on your cell phone. It works. It will turn it off. When I was on sabbatical, a lesson that I learned was on social media. I, I moved a lot of stuff to where I'd hide it from myself. And I'd have to intentionally go there to look at something or do something or post something. And y'all, it was freedom. Because I'm just going to tell you, all the stuff we do on social media in the world is not the yoke of Jesus. It's not His burden. It's the stuff that we put into our life that can be a distraction to those things. Listen to this verse again that I read. Mark, you might write this down. Mark 6, 30-31. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. Many people were coming and going, and they did not have time to eat. Come and rest for a while. That sounds good, doesn't it? Well, let me go to the passage I told you to go to, John 15, 5. And I'm going to give you the one-minute how-to. You ready? The one minute how-to is in John 15, 5, and it says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, that word means abide, remain, or rest. Rest in me, and I in him produces much fruit, bears fruit, the works you have, because you can do nothing without me. What Jesus is saying here, and my friend Nick alluded to this at the beginning, was we need to stay in rhythm. We need to have work. The Bible says that we need to work as unto the Lord. So the work we do is as unto the Lord. Work hard. Work at it. Don't be messing around at work. Go work. 
because you, it is an act of worship. Remember? He's put you there. Live sent. He's put you right there. You work hard, and then you also rest hard, for lack of better terms. You abide with Jesus. When you rest and work, you will bear much fruit. That is what our goal is. Bearing fruit here, by the way, is making disciples. We will see others come to the Lord because of the lifestyle we lived when it comes to rest. Sabbath. Abiding with Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me? Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for calling us to rest with you. Thank you for creating the opportunity that we have to slow down and come to you, to take on your yoke, to take your burdens instead of ours, to give you all the junk in our life. Lord, we just worry about so much. It just steals our joy. And God, I just pray today that we can give you that junk. And you can give us your peace, your life, your joy, your rest. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.